Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to the official Nerd UK podcast. My name is Alex Hadley, and joining me today, as always, is the master of the law, Mr. Dan Hollis. How are you doing? Hello. We're doing all right. You okay? I mean, I can't leave my house still, but I mean, other than that... Yeah, well, we're all still currently isolated, and it's a lot sweatier than it usually is as well, so we are, I think we're all suffering a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are, uh, this is our first time officially trying to do it as a video podcast for you wonderful Oh God, they can see my face! They can see your face! <laughs> I hope you made, I hope you, I mean, you made yourself look pretty. I don't have to try, come on. <laughs> oh, you sly devil, you. Um, so yeah, I mean, dependent on whether this works or not is a different thing, but we'll see and hopefully it does. <laughs> but If not... You won't hear this section anyway because it'll be cut out. Congratulations. Yeah, I'll just cut it all out so nobody will even know this. If you can hear this, you are the lucky few. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> that means it worked. And we're all right, so. You are the selected few, the lucky few. Consider it a holy grail of the podcast world. Yep. Right, so yeah, as always, we bring you the uh, the top news stories from the world of nerd. Um, usually about four or five stories. Um it's actually been a lot busier over this past week. Since we'd last done the podcast, I found that it seems to have been a lot more busier. It seems I to be a lot more coming out. Trying to, trying to be optimistic and actually figure this shit out. Yeah, well, it would appear so. Anyway, it definitely looks like they're, they're, they're kind of like, right, let's get to... Either that or everybody's going back to work and it's just me and you sat at home. I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll well, stay safe. Yeah, can't complain about that. Not but yeah, really. so... I think let's just dive in and let's just let's just see how we get on. So, alright. If you want to take the lead. All right. Number 1, news story number 1. JJ Abrams and his production company Bad Robot is taking on the DC Comics favorite Justice League Dark and adapting it into a series for Warner Media's upcoming streaming streaming service HBO Max. A favorite a favourite, would you believe? I love me some Justice League Dark. <laughs> to be honest, you ain't the only one. I think a lot of people love Justice love League it. Dark. I really appreciated the the animated, the more recent animated version, where they yeah. go in... Uh, did you watch it? Where they, they go oh, yeah, into, yeah. The, into the, 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 the haunted house and, and Batman's there, and it's... I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Means I get me some more Constantine. Well, this is it. This is Constantine has proven to, to be a, a fan favourite. So, I mean, everyone loves, everyone loves, uh, what's it, the, um, God, why can I never remember names on this podcast? Yes, that um, one. The, the Constantine series that is in the same continuity as Flash. And yes, the, as... uh, like the, 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 the Arrow, uh, the Arrowverse and Constantine yeah. kind of pops up around there. So yeah, I mean, it's... Well, he had his own, he had his own series, he had his own run he for did, two it, seasons. Was it just the two seasons, was he? It was, yeah. Was, I think it was two, I think it was two seasons, but then right. they, they, uh, they canned it, but... Um, Unfortunately. Then, he then appeared in Legends as well, recently. Yeah, and now they brought him back to the Arrowverse because he was he not one of the original um, yeah. TV series before the Arrow series I think Constantine was out originally yeah. so um, yeah big bonus to see that coming back so how do you feel then about J.J. Um, Abrams specifically taking this on don't let him write it and we'll be fine don't let him write it did you say <laughs> yeah don't let him write it and everything will be great you're telling me you don't appreciate the J.J. Abrams mystery box 
Don't make me point at Star Wars. Don't make me hey. do it. Hey! Don't make me do it. That, well, we'll end up talking about Star Wars at some point today. I'm sure it's later in the list. But, uh, I'm pretty sure it's on the list. Yeah, I mean, it's it's his involvement, I don't think, has been specified as of yet. I don't think we know how much he's going to be involved. As far as I'm aware, um, Bad Robot, his production company, are producing it. Um, yeah. And obviously, because of it being on the Warner, Me- Warner Media's um, HBO Max, the the level of involvement from JJ personally, I think, is yet to be decided or announced. Um, so, I mean, for yourself, it might be the case of you know, he's kind of at a, an executive producer right. rather than a writer. He's a, good, he's a great producer. Just don't let him write stuff. <laughs> he's not all bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of good out JJ. Lost. Lost would come from JJ Abrams. That was good. Mystery Don't Box. make me point at the end of Lost. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else JJ Abrams has done. Nothing. He has. He's done some think. he's gotta have done something that was that was truly memorable. Come on. I don't think in terms of writing. You're going to make it... Uh, do I have to IMDb? You're going to make me IMDb his writing chops to see what he's got? Yeah, I think... Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull IMDb up just, just to prove a point of what JJ... JJ <laughs> Abrams has written something of worth. Something <laughs> 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 Yes. He's, he's contributed to the world of film and visual media. Right. Let's have a look. Personal yeah, details. Visual media. If you like lens flare, then you're on the right track. He ain't now uh, Michael Bay, let's be honest. Writer. I mean, He's got yeah. 25 credits. Okay. 25, right, okay. okay I'm, I'm waiting to hear the one that blows my mind. <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> to be fair, I think you're right. Let's have a look. So he's got Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens. Joyride 3, Roadkill. You know, that popular one that everybody's heard of. That amazing, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Uh, right. Fringe, okay. the 2009 TV series. Undercovers, the 2010 TV series. Super 8, I enjoyed Super 8. Very Spielberg. Yeah, very Spielberg. Yeah, Super, Super the, 8 was Would enjoyable. I say that the writing in that was stellar? Shut I up. don't think it was. <laughs> I mean, it was a decent film, but I don't think that their writing was stellar by any mm, means. No, yeah, I could agree. Uh, Lost again. Roadkill 2, 2008. That, you know, that gym, that Roadkill oh, that everybody's heard Roadkill 2 and 3, yeah. Yes. Uh, Mission Impossible 3, you know, the third one. That was what, good. Was it? Uh, nope, I don't remember. Armageddon. I don't think it was. Armageddon. He was involved okay. in the 1998 Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler... Armageddon. Okay. Yep. I think got something bad to say about Armageddon. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Got something good to say about Armageddon? I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> Everything Besides was good about Armageddon. Besides the soundtrack. You, t- you didn't enjoy Armageddon. Mate, I was too young to be enjoying you Armageddon. Heartless bastard. I was like four. <laughs> you heartless bastard. Okay, so oh, oh, okay, so yeah, his writing hasn't been. He's doing the Untitled Cloverfield sequel. There's another one of them coming out that he's doing. That might be good. You don't know. You don't know. Neither do you. You don't know. It's good. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I could probably agree with you on that aspect. Maybe it's probably best that he wasn't involved in the writing side of things, more so the directing, producing. I think that's he's what we can agree on. He knows what his wheelhouse is. He just needs to stay there. Someone just 
sellotape him into the into the wheelhouse. Sellotape him into his wheelhouse and do not allow him to leave. (laughs) Yeah, don't let him. Just don't let him in the writing room. Uh, Lock the door. Uh, Make sure he's only allowed in there when accompanied by an adult. And uh, that's fair. It sounds like he's describing my day to day basis with with the wife. (laughs) (laughs) Lock him in a room. Make sure he stays in the man cave. Uh, you can only leave with adult supervision, otherwise yeah. it's all going to get tits up. You, you kind of, you, you're putting me in the same wheelhouse, me and JJ sitting in the back, crying <laughs> yep. that nobody wants Basically. us to write. <laughs> in the child seat. Oh, no. Yeah. So, in terms of Justice League Dark, how do you think he fits into this Justice League Dark? Like, it seems a bit of a weird one to give him. In the entirety of the DC universe and all the characters and all the things that JJ could have been involved in why do you think they lent into Justice League Dark over say Superman because I think he'd have been quite good at doing like the Superman things I think it's primarily because he's good or rather better with ensemble cast films or Mm. series Uh, so you can have a lot of characters in Justice League Dark it's the only thing outside I think Really, outside of the stuff that they've already done on C- in the CW Arrowverse stuff, right. and short of doing a Justice League as a thing, uh, it's kind of the only grouping that comes to my mind immediately Yeah, that would be worth doing as an ensemble cast. Yeah. I do think it was definitely a good call, given it TV over film. Oh, 100%. He is... 100%. I think, well, I think just for... For JJ as well as the the group, obviously there's a lot of story to tell with Justice League Dark, and as a, I mean, look at what they did with Swamp Thing. I mean, that one series was absolutely incredible because they invested the time and the money in this episodic show. Yeah. So I think they could do the same with Justice League Dark, but I also think that plays into um, JJ Abrams because I think he's probably better at creating this episode. I mean, look at Lost. Granted, the ending fell flat. But I think he's quite renowned for being a bit pants at the ending, at put, like you know, landing it. Yeah. But the initial build and development of characters through episodic TV, I think, is is where he really shines. So I think it's probably a better call to have him doing this over, say, something like Superman or a Justice League, or so I think that has me quite excited. Yeah, I think uh, thinking about it, I think. Justice League Dark has things that it requires. It has to meet certain criteria in order for it to be Justice League Dark. Yeah. Uh, And I think those are a a large cast of characters who aren't, for the most part, main DC staples. Yeah. Very much kind of like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I mean, in terms of cast... Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking they will likely have Constantine. I think played by the same person. I'd be very surprised if they didn't, because he's an amazing Constantine. He is Constantine to a T, so I think you'd be an idiot. It's literally like someone... It's like someone took the comic book Constantine, took it to a photocopier and 3D printed (laughs) out And there he came. And there he is. Just came out in Um, a a smoke. I am Constantine. Yeah, basically. Except with, you know, a Scouse accent. Cause he's, he's, he's not Scouse. He's London, isn't he? No. Cockney. He's not Scouse. 
I can't. Don't think he's Cockney. I can't remember. Liverpool. Life, me, he's not Liverpoolian. Sorry <laughs> to all the. If you, if you live in Liverpool and you've just heard me do that, I'm sorry. But I'm pretty sure. I lived there for three years. It's fine. They can come. Yeah, I mean, I always thought he's come from London. All right, mate, I come from London. I can't remember with Constantine. I come from thing. London, you bastard. I don't think he's quite that, that London either, but oh. we'll see. I can't remember. Um, I'm going to have to go and watch Constantine now. Yeah, oh, that's no, it. Oh, no, what a shame. Such a shame. Oh, <laughs> I'm so... you. Oh, it's such a hardship for me to have to go and rewatch Constantine. Yeah, you'll have um, to go and read it. I think the other characters, I think I'd be surprised if they didn't cameo Swamp Thing. Very surprised. Yeah. Um, especially after they put all the work into that series that then... Oh, well, good. This is why I, I, I don't understand why they haven't just put James Wan in charge of this. Because this, mm. this is James Wan all over. Yeah. I, I'd have thought... Or, you know what I mean? Tell you what I'd really have liked to have seen take charge of. If, they, if they're pulling out the big guns and they're clearly not afraid of throwing money because, the, I mean, like I said, this is come off the back of Star Wars... So J.J. Abrams is kind of, not at the peak of his game, but he's clearly in demand by these large companies. So why didn't they just pull out Guillermo del Toro? Like that would, for me, would have just completely sold Probably because the man is notoriously picky about his projects. But apparently the rumour was that he he was kind of being eyed up for Justice League Dark. And it was something that he was interested in. And I think at one point, I'm pretty sure he was writing a script. So for me, it would have meant you'd have got like one of the masters of like horror. And especially Guillermo, who deals with a lot of practical effects and things. I mean, look at like The Shape of Water and things like that. I think that would have been perfect. That would have been a match made in heaven. That I mean, I'm excited for this, but that would have got me like... Ah! Like blowing <laughs> up. That would have been amazing. So I'm 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 surprised that if they were throwing the money out that they didn't just take that leap of faith with somebody like Del Toro instead of JJ Abrams. I think the only problem with Del Toro you be is careful. that I'm being careful is that um, you then stigmatize it as a Del Toro thing rather than its own thing. Mm. It becomes Guillermo Del Toro's weird and wonderful world. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like if you get Tim Burton attached to a project, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it, if will, it will be Tim Burton's style of zany, weird nonsense, as opposed yeah. to Although anything Del, else. You I wouldn't say Del Toro's that extrovert in terms of his filmmaking. I don't think. I mean, there is a, a flair to what he does, but I wouldn't say no, I, it was it's a detriment to say something like Justice League Dark. I don't think so necessarily, but I mean that depends on what direction you want to take it. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. I think Justice League Dark, to me anyway, uh, Dark has to be vaguely noir. Yeah, yes, definitely. It has to be vaguely um, angels and demons, and I mean that not yeah. in terms of... I don't mean that in terms of actual angels and demons. Yeah, I mean I that in terms mean. of the uh, the books, those right. kind of books. Um, the Da Vinci Code, kind of. Yeah, um, there's, there's a kind of a mystery. There's always to... some kind of strange going on that someone something... has to, that Constantine has to go into a bar and beat the level of crap out of some demon in order oh, yeah. to get some information. Definitely. And uh, and then you have the the magical side of things. So you'll have I will be again be very surprised if there isn't a Zatanna. Oh, definitely. Um, I think there needs to be. Could cameo Raven from Titans maybe? I think there's definitely that potential. 
to tie into that kind of that world where they are saying, okay, like he says, the swamp thing is there, Constantine is there, the darker characters, Raven. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see whether they can kind of it, it kind of slots into those shows. Um, just for, finally, how do you feel about it going to to HBO Max? I always think HBO Max just seems weird to me. Like, especially when they've already got a platform established with the DC Universe, which I know is struggling. But you'd think th- that you'd be trying to throw your money into that to get it to work, so to speak. I don't think... I think looking at the juggernaut that has become Disney, Disney Plus, I don't think they can fight that fight, really. Yeah, yeah, um, I think they've, they've lost the streaming wars. And I think looking at say uh watchmen mm. uh, and a lot of other series that were that came through hbo uh yeah. i think they feel like that's a decent place to because watchmen yeah. now don't forget is also dc yeah yeah um so i feel like they might feel like that's a more stable they might have got the traction on watchmen mm. uh on that platform in order to make kind of a, a judgment call yeah. about that being the best place for them to post going forward I suppose yeah do we think you'll see Batman uh, it depends the reason why they include Batman uh, usually is A because he's the straight man to all the weird zany magical nonsense going on because he does not believe any of it um, also he provides a stable point oh I'm putting my English hat on now uh, he Ooh. provides a stable point for uh, the viewership to serve as kind of like he's he's the linchpin in, in terms of the fact that he doesn't give no shits about this magic stuff yeah he's, yeah, the, like normal, he he's the normal hero but also yeah. he's the one that everyone is familiar with and so it doesn't matter if mm. you throw in all these weird zany characters you may have only heard in There's one panel of a DC comic man, yeah. yeah of a DC comic you read back in 2004 mm. um, when they show, suddenly show up it, you might be like who's that oh I don't know but I know who Batman is I can watch Batman so I'd be very surprised if they didn't include if not Batman then someone who we are at least as a wider audience, more familiar Somebody with. Somebody who can familiarise. Yeah, I mean, that sounds fair. I mean, I think, like you said, I completely agree with that. They need, they need that kind of straight man and that familiarity that can, can draw an audience in. But yeah, I think, okay, and so I think let's let's probably move on to number two. Number two. Venom sequel, officially titled Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> and has, be a carnage. New, has a new release date set for June 25th, 2021, after it was pushed back. Yeah, I mean, I think everything's getting pushed back at the minute. <laughs> yep. More of the reason I think this was included, just because it was inevitable that we were going to get carnage. I think yep. it was heavily rumoured from the offset. How yep. do you feel about the title? For me, it's a little bit blunt. <laughs> it's a bit cheesy I'm not going to lie but I, I think the Ve- Venom, Venom was Sony well Venom for me anyway felt like how uh, early 2000s superhero films were you know like the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man stuff what That's... happens to a, what happens to a toad when it's hit by lightning well the it... same thing that happens to everything else well this right. is it so it, All right, fe- Halle Berry. it feels to Storm. me very much into that that kind of this that very cheesy superhero film because it's sony and i think that's what sony knows how to do so venom for me felt like so it doesn't surprise me in the slightest i I saw that when this got announced on twitter i saw someone in the comments and it's it has stuck with me since 
And it said uh, in before um, Venom at some point in the movie says, let there be carnage. And you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You know full well Venom will go, let there be carnage. Or Carnage is going to say it. They're going to go, what what do we... What is it? What do we call it? And he goes, let there be carnage. Oh, you can see it happening. It's going to happen. I can see it happening. Did you enjoy the first Venom with Tom Hardy? Uh, Not as much as most people. It was all right. I I thought the same. I thought everybody seemed to be like, it's the best film ever. But then like, I watched it. It's really good. Oh my God. Why isn't this in the MCU? Yeah, but then I watched it. I was like, there's clearly a reason it's not in the MCU. Come on, let's be (laughs) honest. Like, uh-huh. I mean, aside from rights, but, but yeah, it definitely felt like a, a weaker film. So I don't understand. There is a massive hype behind it. I've seen lots of people get really hyped about Venom. Personally, I'm hyped for this simply because Carnage is my favorite out of uh, my favorite Spider-Man villain. All right. See, I'm a, I'm a uh, Craven the Hunter. I am. I, I like that room with Craven the Hunter. Craven's, Craven's good. So for me, I'd love to see a Craven the Hunter, but I don't. With Jason Momoa, has to be Jason Momoa. If you're gonna cast anybody as Craven, it's Jason. You just have to grab him from DC. But that's the, the problem. I think DC it's something though, yeah. that we're not gonna get anytime soon because of DC. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Carnage plays out. It is just gonna. It's gonna be. I think visually, as Venom was, it's gonna be visually like wow. This this looks. I mean, I did a trailer reaction to it, and I was like, this is like the best thing I've ever seen. So I think. Is gonna look the part. Whether it plays out well is a different question. For me, that will be dependent on one thing and one thing alone, uh, and that will be how dark they go. Yeah, because Carnage is a serial killer. Mm. Venom is Eddie Brock, random reporter who happens yeah. to hate Spider-Man. Carnage is. I am a literal serial killer. Who is? I, am going I to just. Murder. I kill everybody. That is my mo. <laughs> I am literally insane. Everybody's in, going in to men- die. I am in a prison. I'm in a mental asylum. I get infected mm. with the symbiote. I am having the time of my life and I want everyone to die. So if they don't push that angle hard enough, I oh. think you're going to be en- you're going to end up with a weak watered down yeah. waste of a vi- waste of a villain. And I hope that that doesn't happen because let's face it, what all of these superhero films struggle with is a villain. Mm. I think with the exception of like the Batman films because of the rogues gallery. I think, I mean, even all the MCU have struggled with a villain, all of them. Like if Thanos was the Darth Vader of the MCU and I think he was probably the best handled when you've got the individual films with the individual characters uh, every villain Killmonger is better Killmonger was probably the, the, the one that was the most outstanding everybody else yeah. seems really wasted I mean Loki's another through, through like a through runner like I think Loki yeah. has been consistent but again it's kind of he's that he's and not I mean, he really cr- the he villain he crosses over the line yeah he yeah. crosses over the line between hero and anti-hero quite a lot so I think, I mean, even I think even the original Spider-Man films like the Sam Raimi ones, they struggled with villains, but nailed it to an extent with Dr. Octopus and the Green Goblin and things. I mean, I'm waiting for, I think, and I think Marvel are waiting and I think they're trying to work out this thing with Sony because if yeah. they can, if they can do a Doc Ock story and do it right, oh yeah, look, stares at the Spider-Man 
PS4 uh, game, which is also amazing. Um, <laughs> if they can pull... They managed to pull it off in that game. Yeah. Sam Raimi's managed to pull off Doctor Octopus. He did, yeah. Well, that, the for me, MCU, Spider-Man 2 was... There is no way that the MCU can't pull off Doc Ock if they do it right. No, no. But the, that is also dependent upon him having a history with Peter. Cool. Do you but, think we're going to eventually get the Peter Parker? Do we think they're setting it up for that? Is it ultimately going to lead to where you're going to establish Eddie Brock? He's going to establish Carnage, and then eventually you are going to come to this this crossroad where you have Peter Parker and Tom Holland crossing over with Tom Hardy and Venom. It's all dependent on this deal between Marvel and mm. Sony. I don't think we can speculate because I don't think they have any idea no. because they're just taking it one movie at a time. At the well, has, because... has, hasn't he got one more film? Uh, they agreed one more film, yes, and then they it, would. They fell out, didn't they? There was the rumours that it all went tits up. Well, it, it did. It, then, it was basically Sony or Disney. I was pushing for more of the rights. I think Disney wanted more more money because they were predominantly the the driving force behind it. Yeah, but obviously Sony has the rights. But I yeah. think, I think, yeah, he has one more confirmed in his contract. Uh, he's, but I believe, and I can't remember if it's right or not. He has one more solo film in his contract, and then he has one Avengers appearance. I think. Right. Yeah, because I, I think they'll remember. they'll want to go forward with him leading the way. I think. Mm. So, so I mean, gonna... it'd be interesting to see. I can't see it happening anytime soon. No. I think they're gonna they're gonna lean into Venom, and then like I says, Carnage, and they're gonna kind of delve into that kind. Basically, everybody that they've got left over, they're gonna kind of throw at Venom. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm not a fan of the title. Too too blunt for me, to be honest. Are you excited about the release? I mean, it's a long ways away still, but... Uh, I mean, I'll, again, I will withhold judgment until I see wh- how dark and how down yeah. this rabbit hole they go. It'd be interesting to see. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think they'll... they'll it'd probably be the same as how Venom played. They'll go for that PG-13. It'd I be mean, a bit risque, you know what I mean? They'll have moments that are a bit on edge. but they're just I mean, wild. the other thing is, we are definitely gearing up to a Sinister Six movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think that's Mor- a question. They've, they've Morbius. Really We've got Morbius. Yeah. Coming on the way. Yeah, you've got Morbius. You'll have Venom. You've got Venom. You'll have Carnage. Well, it, I'm, it might be Spider-Man and Venom versus the Sinister Six, which would be uh, weird. Might, yeah. But It'd I be don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, that's an interesting it would, premise. But, but I don't know, because there's still... Because this Venom, Venom... It's Venom, Let There Be Carnage... I don't know if he's teaming up with Carnage, because Carnage yeah. and Venom don't get along a lot of the time. Let there be Carnage. That's what I mean. We don't even know if Carnage is the villain. It may be that they are working together. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm assuming he's the villain, but at the same time, if they keep on going with Venom being... The longer they keep Venom being an anti-hero... Yeah. The more difficult it becomes when he has to transition when faced with Spider-Man. Definitely. Yeah, I think they're they're, they're boxing themselves in with with not being able to to essentially they're losing the the way of using him as a villain by creating this kind of rapport for him. This this crowd pleasing venom. Very difficult when oh, it comes definitely. to. To be to then be like, oh, remember this guy? He's been through like four films where he's where he Everybody saved the day. Every him. <laughs> he saved the day every time, and now just because Peter Parker's rocked up and stole his girlfriend, that's it. Tits up. 
everything's gone downhill. Now yeah, you have so, to hate uh, Venom. You have to hate him. Even though you've yeah. loved him for four films, hate and him. And I don't, I don't know that Sony have the chops to pull that off. I don't know if the MCU has the chops to pull that no, off. No, so. I don't think they do. I don't think any, any, that's a struggle that is. I mean, DC had the potential with Superman and the death of Superman. They, yeah. they fell flat on their arse with it because the the situation with Snyder. But they'd struggle with that. You struggle to create a fan favourite. And like I said, like we've already mentioned, the success of Venom and how people have jumped on board with it. You're going to struggle now to backtrack and be like, this guy's now the bad guy. Surprise. You know that one person that you love, Tom Holland and Spider-Man? Yeah, the adorable teen. Well, he's the good guy and he's going to go against the other good guy that you all love, Venom. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I think let's dive into number three. Uh, number three. According to an interview with Screenman, the Todd Phillips-led Hulk Hogan biopic, which is set to see Chris Hemsworth take up the mantle of Hollywood Hogan, oh, yes. is currently being penned and it's in the early stages of development. I am a real American. Fight for also the rights of every man. You're also a wrestling nerd, so I wasn't surprised when this cropped up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I showed the wife the picture I said to the yesterday when the story came out. I was like, because um, we were watching Avengers Endgame. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 Hemsworth. You know, all the ladies love a bit of Hemsworth, especially as Thor. I was like, going to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> She's like, what? She, she, well, her exact words was, he can't be Hulk Hogan. He's too pretty. Sticking <laughs> <laughs> like, a bald head cap. Yeah, I was like, put a handlebar moustache on him. Stick him in the cap. I think he could pull it off. I honestly think Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan is a great casting. <laughs> I could really see it. I mean, all I can think of is one of my is uh, one of my colleagues at work. Uh, their works due at Christmas. He went as Hulk Hogan, and it was absolutely priceless. Yeah, well, this That's is all it. I, can think of. I mean, very... Hulk Hogan's had a very kind of. I mean, it's a biopic. He has had a very unusual past. I mean. Yeah. He's, and a he's very, very controversial. Rocky, yeah, a lot of rocky relationships. Yeah, I mean, I know with WWE, they got him back. And then they was like, yep, yeah, no, you, you, you're crazy. You're gone. And they got rid of him again. And now they're kind of talking to him again. And it's it's easy. It's very... And then there was the infamous, you know, filming him with his todger out, which was hilarious. Hulk Hogan penis is the, the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I can still think of the video now. So it's... There is this kind of very controversial past, and it'll be interesting to see them tackle that. The the only other sure. kind of biopic I could think of that they did in that kind of same vein was they did um, the wrestler. Have you seen the wrestler with Mickey Rourke? No, I haven't. Interesting film. It was a good film. Very weird. It's not more of a, bi a biopic. It's not specifically about uh, a wrestler that we know. It's a, just about a wrestler within the business. It's a fictional story. Brilliant film, and I think they get. So the potential to create something is there, especially when you take somebody as big and flamboyant, as iconic as Hulk Hogan. You tie that in with Chris Hemsworth, who's that kind of willing to have a good time. I think you're onto a winner. I think it could be interesting, yeah. I mean, um, and, and then Todd Phillips. Also, I imagine it will... I mean, they'll probably aim for the heartbreaking side of things, but I can't stop imagining Hemsworth in a full body legacy and it being marginally hilarious it's with a massive handlebar moustache 
walking in with a guitar. I'm a real American. I'll be interested to see whether WWE got on board with it. Whether it's something, because there's a lot of history there with WWE and obviously what with the NWO and... Well, I mean, they don't have to. They can do. All, they can get all of that information without them. Yeah, and I think a lot of people know that information because if you're going to watch a Hulk Hogan biopic, you're kind of going to have some interest in Hulk Hogan and, and, and his career. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. How do you feel about Todd Phillips? It was such a weird... It was the one thing that stood out for me. I mean, Hemsworth, I can see. Hemsworth, I can see as Hulk Hogan. I think the comedy will be there. He's a big lad, you know what I mean? He's built. He can clearly do the job. Todd Phillips... Yeah. Off the back of Joker, and prior to that, the Hangover trilogy, it seems like a really unusual person yeah, to have at the forefront of it. Yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird choice as well because, as you say, you've got Joker on one end and the Hangover on the other, and that's quite a weird space to try and fit it in between. Well, this is it. It's like, where do you fall? Is it going to be a comedy? Is it going to be? Well, I mean, it's a biopic, as... so it's supposed to be true to life to a certain extent. Yeah. I think he can clearly do character-driven story. That's evident. Nobody can even dispute that after the Joker. The man can do a character-driven study of, of one man. So, on that side, it can do it. I'm just intrigued as to how straight they go with it. Yeah. Do and how you... much... Especially with Chris Hemsworth, because I think he's a very comedic actor and he's really found his groove in doing Thor and the funny side of Thor and working with Taika Waititi. So it'd be interesting to see how much they lean into that comedic side and if there is any room for that in a Hulk Hogan biopic specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's it'll be interesting to see going forward. But I know, like I said, this was a, a Chris Hemsworth had, had kind of off-the-cuff mentioned it in an interview with Screen Rant. So he was, at, he was questioned about it, and he was like, he hasn't seen a script. He just knows that they have begun writing. So it's, it's kind mm. of in that initial stages of that early yeah. development. It's very early, very, very. Like, we all know from how these things turn out, this could still be canned. This is something oh, that yeah. could still go south quickly because they haven't even got a script they haven't even signed anything off so especially quite, in the current climate well this is it and I'm quite surprised that Hemsworth is still like yep yeah, I'm doing it like that he's signed on before a script has even been given out he's he's, he's confident that he's going to play that role which is a little unusual I mean he, he clearly has confidence in, in what Tom Phillips can do and then yeah, not only yeah. that being able to put the spandex on yeah, well, someone sold him on the idea, and I don't know whether he's just a massive Hogan fan, but someone has. Well, this is it, yeah. I mean, sold him on it. I love Hulk. I mean, I love Hulk Hogan. I'm very into that kind of old school wrestling era, anyway. So Macho oh, Matt, Macho it, Man, Randy Macho Savage. Man, Randy Savage, and it, oh, it's kind yeah. of. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So it'd be interesting. Who, well, this is it. Like, I'd be interested to see what characters they're going to draw in. Are you going to see somebody playing Macho Man? Are you going to see somebody playing Ultimate Warrior? Are you going to get these people coming in who are going to cross over? Or is it going to be like the Joker where he's, nope, it's Hogan and all Hogan. It'd be interesting to see. But I'm excited for it either way. And Chris Hemsworth has always got more money. I mean, yes. he was the only reason I went to see the Ghostbusters reboot. And he, yeah, was, I mean, he was very, he was barely in it. I mean, Fat Thor was also the highlight oh, of Avengers for me, so... Thor Lebowski. I said, this, that's yeah. me at the end of isolation. The beard's getting longer, the hair's getting longer, the gut's Mate, getting bigger. 
someone said to me today that we might be that hair that hairdressers might not be open for six months. I'm <gasps> gonna I'm gonna have the biggest man bun by the time this is. Oh open. yeah. Well, well, he's got the man bun. For yeah, I, I, know, I have I a three, I have a three-year-old and he's got long curly hair. He had long hair to start with, so now he's got like even longer hair, and it's yeah. kind of trying to get him to tie it up. He's not happy about it, tying it up. It was adorable. Though, I will give you that. I keep saying this. I'm like, man, you look good. And he was doing the <laughs> he was doing the uh, the blue steel from Zoolander like that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, like, you can pull it bit. off, man. It keeps your hair out your eyes. He's like, no, I don't like hair bubbles. I'm a boy. I was like, boys can wear hair bubbles. I used to have one. No, I'm a boy. <laughs> that's a, that's a three year old for you. Yeah. But yeah, we're all going to be like that. But my aim, I said to the missus yesterday, I went, oh, my aim in life is to be Thorla Bears get the end of all this. I've got another couple of weeks in isolation and I'm just going to let I'm just gonna let go. I've turned into a chronic alcoholic and all I'm going to do is drink and eat crap and become Thor. <laughs> I mean, at least, good on Chris Hemsworth for setting uh, <laughs> the ideal male body image both at one end of the spectrum and at the other. Well, this is it. And at the time that he's done it, <laughs> like yeah. it, was, it was the perfect time to, to I mean it's never a perfect time because it's a horrible thing that's happening in the world but I mean like to set the standard for the male form <laughs> this, both, this was the at both it's worst and it's best yep well that's it we all went into isolation looking like Rip Thor we're all going to come out looking like Thor Lebowski sounds about sounds about right. I think that's fair I'm excited for it um, so yeah <laughs> moving on number four <laughs> number four Variety. Oh, we're on, we're on to our Star Wars topic of the day, everyone. Oh, here we uh, go. So this will eat up the next 40 minutes. Yep. Variety are reporting that Russian Doll co-creator Leslie Headland is set to produce a new Star Wars series for Disney+. Plus. Oh, yes. Have you seen Russian Doll? I haven't. I know the premise. I don't uh, even I know, know that. that. <laughs> I know it's got rave views. Uh, essentially, it's a movie about someone... It's one of those movies where someone dies over and over again and repeats the same oh, day. right, okay. Yeah, um, premise, wish and doll, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, but apparently it's it's got rave reviews, um, it's apparently very, very nuanced, oh, uh, right. and very, a lot more interesting than most of those, oh my god, there's a serial killer and he killed yeah. me and I wake up and have to do the day again, um, kind of trashy, yeah, 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 concepts yeah. are. Um, yeah, that's the premise of Russian Doll. It's on Netflix. It has rave reviews. Well, okay. And so, I mean, she's 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 clearly got the chops as a writer and a creator. Um, how do you feel about her going from that kind of thing to Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let me just. I'm just curious to what else she's done specifically. Right. I mean, and not only that. Like what. What Star Wars? I understand making that transition between that kind of drama, darker storytelling to to Star Wars. That's kind of one leap in its own right. But then, what is she going to be producing in the universe? Apparently, she uh, is involved in. A, she has done a lot of neo noir stuff. Right. She's written a lot of plays. Uh, she did a film version of The Bachelorette. Uh, and That's a bit random. Was on, <laughs> sat, was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, right, okay. Uh, alumni. So she's got connections. She was yeah. Harvey Weinstein's assistant for a while. Um, well. Yeah. So she has an absolute 
She's got it. Yeah, she's got it. She's clearly got a, a, a very inroad with the with the the community and the creative community in 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 Hollywood and things. So, and she's clearly got the chops because, like I said, from what I've heard, Russian Doll is very popular and very successful for Netflix. I'll read you an interesting quote from her oh. um, about what she tries to do in her work. Quote in general. time. Uh, Let's go. Much of Hedlund's work com- focuses on complex female characters and portraying women and women's experiences in a truthful way. Addiction mm. is also a theme that plays heavily into her projects. On her work, Hedlund has stated, I'm attracted to stories about people who have created prisons for themselves and are trying to get out of them. Mm. That's very intriguing because, I mean, that sounds like something that Disney might offer. They might say we can delve into this world of an original series focusing on a female character possibly dealing with some kind of inner conflict that I'm, rings bells to me like an Ahsoka Tana kind of thing possible uh, or something similar from the perspective of a, um, maybe if they're still it depends it, for me it depends where they're plugging gaps right yeah um I think it could also work as doing the story that we've seen repeated 10,000 times. Um, Padawan survives Order 66, hiding on the run from the Empire, trying to live a normal life. Very much like all possible uh, High Republic, maybe, with with that kind of new development stage for Star Wars going forward. Could you see something... I don't think they're going to do anything without... high republic until they've got themselves the base for it because it's yeah. based they're going to be basing it with novels first aren't they yeah it's predominantly a um books comics i think until they gauge the interest from how well that actually does yeah it's for publishing uh, isn't it? yeah i don't think they're going to risk pushing the boat out on that into the uh right. into the you know movie and tv world I think yeah. they are going to hold fire on that. Uh, unrelated to that, I think they could push the old old Republic if they want to go with that. Yeah. Um, because pe- everyone who everyone's knows screaming Star- out for that. <laughs> everyone, everyone who knows Star Wars is aware of the old Republic stuff, so they don't have to do product testing on that. Everyone loves it. Everyone we, wants it. We need it now. Give me Revan. That's um, all we want. <laughs> we say it every time, Revan. Reven? Keanu yeah. Reeves, Reven's what I want. I mean, would also take that because that man will never age. No. He's a part of have the Illuminati, didn't you know? Uh, have you ever heard people talk? Up to... He was in an interview once. Right. And I think it was fairly recently. Um, and someone was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of weird theories on the internet that you're immortal. Like they found pictures of a, like a French count <laughs> so from, the eight, from the 18th century who looks like you. Is the reaction a person who is immortal would give like, <laughs> just who's just trying to nonchalantly play it off it's not the reaction a normal person would give right a normal person would be like nah that's ridiculous that's what are you stupid. talking about oh those those crazy internet people but keanu's like interesting <laughs> that's, that's strange i love that. keanu Reeves they should so point that out. everyone's like no keanu you're immortal you're hiding amongst us we know yeah you can't hide from him us. and pharrell Never age. Never age no, a day. Not a day. So, how do you think, where where do you think this will fall in? They've, apparently, they've got two series. There's two series coming out on Disney+. Plus. 
um, unannounced. So we have um, the Cassian Andor series, we've got The Mandalorian, and there are a further two. Um, Leslie Headland's taking one of them. Where do you think these other two series are going to go? I genuinely have no idea. Mm. I think at this stage, I don't think anybody does. I mean, the way that what Star Wars are producing at the minute, I don't think any like nobody expected the Mandalorian to be what the Mandalorian was. Um, Everyone was just like perfect fit. Yeah, perfect fit. yeah. Well, that was it. They were screaming saying it was going to be something tidy, and it's just not in the slightest. Like it's completely just twisted what people thought was going to be the premise. And then obviously, for me, the Cassian Andor series was just completely weird like I did not ex- out of everything that they could have announced a, a series following Cassian Andor I think I know why they did it because that's a large chunk of stuff that is rebellion yeah. activity rebellion activities outside of the actual yeah. like big space fights yeah stuff. Uh, doing uh, the stuff that the rebels really should do most of the time sneaking around to draw attention to themselves being spies that is yeah. how a good rebellion operates and then i think obviously that there is that kind of like i said he was like i've been in this war since i was six that was my, yeah. my, my mexican accent and i apologize to anybody who's from southern america but it's just and like, we get to and, it, six, undoubtedly, we'll get, six. <laughs> undoubtedly we'll get k2 in there as well because yeah that. with alan alan tudrick is alan tudrick, alan tudrick yeah. yeah the lord of all voices Brilliant. he's tudrick. amazing I, I remember seeing him in uh, Dodgeball. Have you seen Dodgeball? Yeah. And he's yeah, yeah, Pirates, yeah. Pirate Steve. Love Pirate Steve. Yeah. Alan so, Tudyk is amazing. Bring back Firefly. I was ready to say, I Please. knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I knew I I ready, every I time. Like, I was like, he's going he's gonna to mention Firefly. Yeah. I'm going to mention Firefly, damn it. Every opportunity. Well, I think everybody who, who loves, Fi- everybody who's ever watched Firefly is like, yes, we need more Firefly. Every I'm, I'm now going to have to ask you the question, have you watched Firefly? bits and I'm going back like a few years so I mean in this quarantine period I may just say you know what sort of hold you, I am holding you to that you're going to watch I will stream I will stream Firefly and you can watch it with me <laughs> we should we should do that we should say right we're going to just get together we're going to do a, vi- a video we're going to stream it and we're going to sit down and watch Firefly and do a first person's reaction to Firefly because like I said I've seen like a couple and I'm going back years I- it, and it's only 10 episodes, so it's not exactly long. Oh, we should totally do that. We've got like... Yeah, dude. Uh, how long are you off for the foreseeable future? Until I hear otherwise. <laughs> nice. I've got like two weeks still. So, well, f- three weeks maybe, I think Mark Gaffer was saying. So so we've got time. Stay tuned yeah. to Nerd UK. We're going to dive into Firefly. But yes. yeah, so... For me, what you just said with the quote initially, I think we... it, And then with the rumours of... Rosario Dawson then for me that could be a possible Ahsoka Tano series I think for me uh, it will undoubtedly be Jedi based yeah um, and that is about all all the assumption I can make yeah. because yeah, Jedi have fair. interesting head, head spaces to explore yeah they uh, do other than that uh, I don't no, Would you like to see something with more of the the the, the sequel trilogy? Could you see her uh, doing something no. with like? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't like anything to do with the sequel trilogy. I want nothing to do with the sequel trilogy. Like I would could like have to. gone down the path of Rose or down the path of Ray or you know what I mean. There were lots of uh, female-driven 
stories oh, to be told. The character who they effectively cut out of the movie because the Literally. she had too much interact. She had too much interaction with Leia. Apparently, that was the excuse. That was the um, excuse. That was the excuse. They they had too many scenes that they had planned with in the original script Leia. with her and Leia. Um, and because obviously, due to the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher, they had to slam through it. And, and that's then they a shame. And then they actually had to, they actually had to make a conscious effort to add her back into the film because they thought it was That's unfair. Not very good, is he? Which, no, which I think like, it was unfair because I think I mean yeah, she, no, like, she took a lot of shit as well. She took a lot yeah. of shit for being cast. Yeah, yeah. Like she, I remember that she was just getting slandered on every every form of social media. So she yeah, took yeah. a lot of beef, and she's a lovely girl, and I thought she was really good in the role. Did yeah, I like I the role is a different question, but I thought she was good and she was entertaining and, and, and held an audience when she was on screen. I don't like the way that they handled the character and I felt like her story was kind of not a strong one. Bite. You could have the whole film without Canto Bite! Sorry, it's a reflex. It, it is a reflex. The Canto Bite... We'll never, I'll never <laughs> forgive Ron Johnson for that Canto Bite sequence. And I, I love The Last Jedi, but that for me is just 20 minutes of just... God, it's it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, you could cut it out of the film and it would make no difference. Yeah, so it was a shame that that happened to her. And I think there's the again, is there the potential to tell that story in a series? Is there enough there? I don't know what story there is for. I don't know what character there is for her there. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. That's not, me being, that's not me trying to slag off the yeah, character. Yeah, she yeah, just yeah, Doesn't yeah. she's put begin with, and then they cut her out of the Last Jedi. Sure, bringing up some backstory that we're not under completely. She joins the rebe- We see her why she joins the the rebellion because her sister yeah, dies. Because sister the died, yeah. Yeah, Jedi, so, so yeah. Is there much story to tell? Probably not. I mean, you could do post the rise of Skywalker. Who cares? The problem for Disney right now, and I think it's the problem with them. <laughs> who with cares? Where going, who cares about post? No one. I suppose you have. You have actively made the universe less interesting they have, yeah. by how you finished that movie. They have, yeah. They're, so they're, they're, the, the, the post Skywalker saga, there's not a fat lot it's, really. It's dead air. It is dead air and dead space that I mm. don't know how they can fill. No. In any especially, way, that especially you, because like you've got Daisy Ridley and people saying that no, they're done. They are. They are done and dusted and. I don't there. blame them. I, I don't, don't blame, blame them. them. I don't blame them at all. I mean, she did an interview recently, didn't she? Daisy Ridley kind of was discussing what the, the reaction that she's had from it and she was just disappointed about the how it landed. But again, I think there's only one person to blame for that and that's Disney. Like, their handling of the, the, the sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. Which is a shame on everybody involved. I mean, like I said, I'll re-watch The Rise of Skywalker the other day and I'm going to probably re-watch it again over the next couple of days. Uh, ben Solo and Adam Driver having now seen them all and rewatched them all, he's fantastic in this sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. No, and without I'm... him, I think you wouldn't have even had a story to tell. See, the thing is, I can't fault a single one of the actors oh, in no, no, any, no. In, across any of the movies because they all do a phenomenal job yeah, playing the characters that they are supposed to and even the scripts that they are given. Yeah. For the most part, it's like... Uh, someone the other day, I can't remember who, said to me, um, I was having a conversation about the prequel trilogies, and we were discussing the fact that it's essentially a reverse, right? The prequel yeah. trilogies are really badly written. Yeah. They are really badly written, but they tell 
a really decent story. There's a solid story. There was a beginning, granted, middle, and end. Granted, the focus is in the wrong place. Yes, should have been about AB1. It should have um, been. But there's this whole series there is of videos a story on YouTube. To tell, you can though. go and watch those. Um, yeah, and it, it's, there's a whole video, there's a whole series on video, YouTube. It's really good. Um, that basically, it rewrites the entire... Um, Rewrites the entire prequel trilogy as though it were about Obi Wan. Oh, um, that sounds good. I'll have to look into called, that. Oh, it's called "What If Star Wars Episode One Was Good." <laughs> uh, nice. And that is that is by Belated Media. Um, they're very good videos. Uh, there's only three of them. Uh, they do episode one, two. They do episode one, two, and three. They're very good. I need you to tell me how you feel about them after. Oh, well, um, but they essentially well. they essentially rewrite the entire prequel trilogy to be about Obi Wan, and it's very good. Interesting. So yeah, so, but like you said, there was that consistent story, as bad as it was in parts, with you know sand is very coarse. As bad as the, it, it's coarse, it's, and it's rough. Not, and it's not as good as the skin. It's not as smooth and soft like you. It's um, not. <laughs> uh, the story was there. The story was there. It told a complete story that was it good. Does. I think the pro- and then the. And the writing were garbage um, that the actors were given because the actors again can't fault them, um, no. except for who, except for whoever voiced Jar Jar Binks. Um, oh no! Ahmed Ahmed something his name is. Don't don't you bring Jar Jar to into this? But the sequel trilogy has the complete opposite problem. Yeah. The scripts and writing great, stellar. Yeah. Problem is, there's no consistent story there being told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. Yeah, no, and, and that was they were giving it to different writers, and now we're on the same you, page. And I think the problem is, as we've shown with the Mandalorian, you can get away with that on TV. Yeah. Had the pre- had imagine for a moment if the sequel trilogy had been a TV series, right? Yeah, and you had more time to pad out every character with their own episodes. Yeah, and yeah, It'd mini be more stories and, and whatever. I think it would have been great because you would have been able to fill the gaps that were needed filling. That by doing really, it in really three needed films, filling. Yeah. You, yeah. You, but by kind of trying to shove yeah. those stories into three films using different directors who had different visions yeah. for what Star Wars was and should be, I think they Disney fucked up. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, I think that's undoubtable. And that's the only thing I take. And I enjoyed the sequel trilogy. There was moments in it that I adored. Like I yeah. said, for me, I still adore The Last Jedi and what that did with the exception of the Cantel Boy because I like the idea that Ryan Johnson kind of did take this premise and take risks with it took the story in different ways that we would have expected it to have gone like I said with, with the death of Luke Skywalker nobody would have seen that coming nobody did see it coming so no. I like that and I love the visualisation of things and I can't fault Ryan Johnson for that and that's why for me it's probably my favourite one out of the trilogy and now people will go mad about it. No, no, no. But those people want safe and safe and solid Star Wars. I like risky stuff a bit. Wee, let's get a bit dodgy. But I'd have liked to have seen a Ryan Johnson trilogy. If they were going to do it, I'd have liked to have seen Ryan Johnson take a story and all three films and run with it. If you were going to have J.J. Abrams do one... Let him do the other two. If yeah. you're going to have, uh, what's his face, Colin Trevorrow do one, why let him do one? Let him do three. Like, I'm going to say it again because I say it every time. His script was awesome. Yeah, I know. There, there was the, there's an animatic online, isn't there? There's a recreation yeah. of his story. I haven't yeah, watched yeah. it, but I'm, I've got to dive in and have a look. But I just wish that it just had a story because it was wasted. There were good things in all three of the films. 
They just weren't consistent. But they just yeah, there's there's not there's no continuity. You can it's watch like, them, and I'm like, hang on a minute. So, so where's the through line? Where's this through story? And the through is Kylo Ren essentially. Yeah, and it's funny because you know that um, you know I don't know if you ever saw the meme that was around when Game of Thrones finished up uh, of the badly drawn horse. <laughs> it's a three where seconds, it's, yeah. where it starts off drawn really well, majestic, and it slowly gets worse. And it's a toddler drawing at the end. Yeah, 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 that one. Pretty I think much. It's different here because it's the same drawing of the horse, except, except that the it's drawn. <laughs> it's drawn in different styles yeah. and colours, and the lines don't quite match up. Just so you have like a head up, up, up at the. The middle is like somewhere at the bottom, and then the legs are in the middle somewhere. Yeah, obviously. So <laughs> that's that's what I think it is, and that is exactly what it is, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So for me, I think my money on Leslie Headland's series is Ahsoka Tano. I think they're going to run with it. I think you're going to see Ahsoka Tano be brought in toward the end of season two of The Mandalorian. They've already confirmed they're writing season three, so maybe they're going to intertwine a little bit more. But I think they're going to really, really... Seeing how popular she has become, this seems like right up from what you've said, Leslie Headland Street. Get a Sal Katana in, get her a series. There's a lot of gaps to fill. There's a lot of timelines to fill. I think I think that, for me, is what my money's on. I couldn't see her doing an Albi one series. No, I mean, she's a risk-free, uh, risk-free character, really. Yeah, and I think, like I said, and then if you're going to let Dave Filoni take kind of the TV, head of the TV series division it's, yeah. his, it's, it's his creation he's gonna he's gonna look after it nurture it guide it in the right direction so for me that's what I think that's what my money's on I can't see her doing anything else I can't see her doing something with Ray. I can't see her doing something with like Rose I can't see her doing something maybe a Leia series with, there was the rumour that there was gonna be a Leia series with Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things as, a, as a, an early Leia maybe it's just sitting around on Alderaan. Yeah, politics. well, this is it. I don't think there's. A, I mean, that, you say that there was there was Bloodline, the, the the novel Bloodline, which follows kind of more Leia's story. But I think for me, Ahsoka Tano is the way to go. Maybe uh, no, I can see that. We'll see. Him we'll see. Him. We'll see. Nonetheless, it's 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 just. I'm just glad that there's, there's still more Star Wars post the saga and and the quality as from what we can take so far. He's the Mandalorian. And that's top-notch quality. So as long as they keep it to that standard, I'm happy. So I'm going to have to say it. The fact that you've seen The Mandalorian and love Space Western and have not seen Firefly... I know! <laughs> no! The whole or, internet is... Or, for that matter, Cowboy Bebop. I haven't said it now. I that is the original Bebop, Space Western, and that is an anime, grant you, but that is the original Space Western. Oh, man, I'm going to have to... I've got my list. My little list is getting longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and longer. But yeah, so... If it's to that quality, I'm happy going forward. I think let's dive on to number Our five. fifth and final point. Uh, original Spider-Man director Sam Raimi confirms that he will be directing the Doctor Strange sequel, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which will form part of the next phase of the MCU. Oh, yes. I've just noticed because I've got your message, the message up with all these posts and I've just put an angry face on it for some reason. It's like, no, we I did, won't I did talk about I did wonder why the angry face was on there. I think I, I accidentally clicked I wasn't the angry quite face. Sure. I'll, I'll change it, don't worry. I'll, I'll do a love heart. Oh, there we go. There we go. So, oh. Sam Raimi, how do we feel? I mean, Especially taking Doctor Strange of all films. Just, just don't. 
just don't make Doctor Strange do the Spider-Man dance, please. You love the Spider-Man dance. I want, I want the, him to the have Venom, the emo fringe. The Venom dance, yeah. the emo fringe. I'll be surprised if he's... I'll be surprised if they didn't bribe him with at least a single, uh, with at least a reference to the Raimi verse. They have to. They have to. Now, Sam well, Raimi, he's in the multi. He's in the multiverse as well. So come on. Well, this is it. I think Sam Raimi has got the chops. He's got the the background to say that he can do superhero. Let's face it, Spider Man Two. Yeah. Can is so arguably the best superhero film ever made. It's still to this day people rave about it. So. Yeah. The guy can clearly do his job and do it well. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about him taking Doctor Strange of all film of all characters? I mean, to be fair, Doctor Strange, in a kind of similar but a much lighter version of, he fits that same role as Justice League Dark, um, yeah. except obviously he can uh, quite a bit more to the uh, the humorous side of things. Right. And that goes with the MCU's lighter tone in general anyway. Yeah. Um, Multiverse of Madness isn't a run that I... No, me neither. Well. Me neither. I think... I, th- I, I, I mean, for me, from what it just says on the surface, they're going to obviously try and talk... This is the introduction or the beginning of getting the Fox characters in. Hmm. I think this is the... If they don't, then they've missed an opportunity. But I think this is their way of tying in the multiverse with what they've done, what the X-Men, Fantastic Four. This is the ideal opportunity to do it. So it'd be interesting to see Sam Raimi tackle that kind of aspect of things. He's also not the first director for this. No, I think there was somebody else. I can't. I can't recall. Uh, Scott Scott Derrickson was originally signed on in yeah. 2019. He was confirmed at uh, Comic Con by Kevin Feige. Um, and then that went south. Yeah, he was going to be coming back because so I think he did the first one. Um, oh, the first. Yeah, the first uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, it was also. Oh, he's also. At the time, he was also down to write it as well. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so there may already be a script in place where he's he's written it. Yeah, um, alongside C. Robert Cargill, who is apparently his long-time writing partner. So they so, apparently yeah, so the script may already be there, and they'll, they'll they'll credit them in 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 the the credits, obviously after. But so the script yeah. may be their script, um, which would actually make me. I feel like they had a direction going for Doctor Strange and... Uh, yeah, I think with, with the character already established, I mean, look at the way that Thor's been handled. It seems a bit mishmash in the way that his storytelling's gone because you've had three different directors, three different storytellers. Yep. Going forward, Thor now, you're going to have that through line with Taika Waititi. So you're going to have two films, possibly a trilogy of films that are going to follow the same story, which is what, well, I like, I want about these characters. I want these through lines. I want these stories to be consistent with each other. So everything is, is like beneficial because it's set. It's, it's all about tone and feeling and it's about what your audience, it's about what your audience expects when they step into the cinema. Like, I don't know. Yeah, especially with that specific character. I mean, look at Ryan Coogler and the Black Panther films. I know you've got him back. So, you're going to have this consistency. You're going to have this visual consistency, this storytelling consistency. You're going to have these things that make that character who that character is. And as an audience, like I said, fulfills the expectations of what they expect the character to be. So be, I hope if they have got the script, it is written by the people who did the original Doctor Strange. Um, Sam Raimi can clearly 
pull pull off storytelling in the comic book universe. So I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I mean, I don't. Well, Sam Raimi. I'm trying to think of his back catalogue. Am I just talking in my backside? Did he not do it? Who did Evil did? Uh, I don't think it was... Uh, was it Sam Raimi? We're going to get cussed so hard. Sam Raimi, remember. Evil Dead. Yeah, he did, yeah. I knew he did, yeah. So he, he, uh, he did uh, Army, Army of Darkness. Um, he did Oz the Great and Powerful for Disney. That's his last. That was his last Disney right. uh, feature. Yeah, he, he did the Flintstones. Actually, actually, that's his first feature since 2013. Oz the Great and Powerful will be Doctor Strange 2. Well, that should be quite interesting then. It's a lot. It's coming back after a, like a long hiatus, and it's a big comeback. I mean, anybody yeah. stepping into the shoes of the MCU, can we all just say he directed Flintstones? Sold. I mean, interestingly enough, they say that it was supposed. To... Oh, that's. See now, uh, Derrickson said Doctor Strange Two would lean more into a horror side of the source material. But since Derrickson has said that, um, Kevin Feige has tried at every opportunity to... To, to back uh, out of that. To back out of that. But, oh, Drag Me to Hell. That's the yes, other one that Sam Raimi did. Yeah. I uh, enjoyed but, Drag Me to Hell. And it's interesting that he said, oh, no, it's... Yeah, it's going to be horror. And then Feige's like, no, 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 we're not leaning into horror. And then they brought in the Evil Dead. Yes, here's the guy that did the Evil Dead and yeah. Drag Me to Hell. Yes, you remember that guy? <laughs> Yeah, that guy. No, but we're not doing horror. No, he's not. No, here to no, be, no, 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 no. Not here to be spooky. Um, I know, because, yeah. I mean, I've already seen the, what's his face? Um, Ash from the Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell. I've already seen him throwing it in. He's throwing his hat in. Say, look, he's got a long history working with, um, working with Raimi. And he's like, I want to be in this film. Like, he's, he's already gone on record. And I'm all for that. I'm all for seeing Bruce Campbell. Taking yeah. up, uh, taking up a role within Doctor Strange. I mean, that could be that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, the other things that I, I think are quite interesting is it's been implied heavily that uh, this will have a lot of crossover with One Division. Oh right, okay. Apparently, that is serving as the setup for Doctor Strange Two, mm. uh, and it will have quite a large impact. Uh, though we don't know how. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for One Division just to see where they go with it. I know that. Um, the, did you did you ever see the Vision comic, where it's like he's at, at home with the Visions and they've like got the family and stuff. I think oh, it's they, like yeah, it's like a 1960s sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna see a lot of that brought into it. So it'd be interesting to see. And I'll rate. Can literally warp reality with her brain. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. I think that's probably the one the, the, the series I'm most looking forward to, just because it seems just absolute batshit crazy. Mm. Like I mean, you've got uh, you've got Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the Loki series. But for me, One Division seems like the absolute mess. So it'd be interesting if they tie that into this film. That has me a little bit more excited to be early. But I mean, yeah. So uh, Sam Raimi seems like a, a solid choice. A bit weird that Feige leaned into the it's not horror and then hired Sam Raimi. The guy can do his job though, so. Be yeah, interesting yeah. to see going forward in it, but I think they're going to have a missed opportunity if they don't use this to tie in the multiverse with Fantastic Four and X Men and these. Well, kind of I mean, it would it would make sense, and it's the first full mention since it was hinted at in um, Spiderman, mm. um, Far From Home, of a multiverse. 
Yeah, because they, they hint at that with the whole Mysterio yeah. nonsense, but then it turns out not to be true. But S.H.I.E.L.D. are clearly aware that there is a multiverse, otherwise he wouldn't have been able yeah. to sell them on the idea um, as a result of Thanos. And I think the multiverse is going to be primarily... It's weird. Marvel using the multiverse is weird. Can I just throw yeah. that out there? It's strange. It is, it is strange. Because DC are the ones who have the thing that Marvel doesn't have, and yeah. that is Crisis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, they have every crisis. They yeah. have crisis on multiple crises on infinite. All the crises, um, crises, 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 um, crises. Um, they have all of those. That, and Marvel doesn't really no. do that many big multi-dimensional crossover events. So the no. fact that they're diving into the multiverse already and is I, I, weird to me. And I think the reason they are is because I think they they've stayed away from it because of this thing of it may be confusing slightly for audiences and things of that nature, but then off the success of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, they've shown that it can be executed well and be received well. I agree, but I think that was, that's that I think that project is all Sony. Oh uh, yeah, I know, but I mean, it's like it, it, I think a lot of these companies play off the successes of other, of other companies. I mean, DC tried to do the United Universe because Marvel have done so well. And am I right in thinking that the, the Loki um, TV show is multiple timelines about where Loki ends up? Yeah, I believe so, because I think, again, I've run off that kind of, um, that end game where he slips away with the, the Tesseract and they're yeah. going to play into that thing of, okay, he jumps, for, he does a lot of timeline shifting. Well, is it timeline or space? It's the space stone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's going to do a lot of manoeuvring Jumping around. About. So, I mean, it'd be interesting. They're, they're clearly diving into it with both feet. Yeah, this kind of this concept of a multiverse, but I think it's the ideal opportunity to to do X Men, Fantastic Four, bridge that gap. If they don't, then they've missed an opportunity. Yeah, and let's so, not talk about where uh, New Mutants is going right now. So. I've got a feeling they're just going to release that on Disney Plus. I feel sorry for that film. I was really excited about that kind of horror same, element, and it same, looked, the I, cast looked brilliant, and it was, it was something I, a bit. I obscure. also noticed it's following reshoots it's gone a lot less horror yeah yeah but I mean they're dragging I don't think that film is ever going to get released hopefully it will but I can I see a direct to Disney Plus yeah it surprise me um, um, I think that pretty much wraps up the stories there was one announced last night with Kevin Smith we can touch on it briefly I mean we've got a few minutes you love Kevin you love your Kevin Smith I do, I do love my Kevin Smith it's because um, he announced last night that he's finished the script for Mallrats, Twilight of the Mallrats, which is the Mallrats sequel. Um, oh, yeah, I can see you. 25 after the original. Yeah, I mean, it's a long period of time, but going forward, I think Kevin Smith is, is going through a bit of a, a dodgy period at the minute where he's less about being a filmmaker and more in terms of fan service. Like, I like the really weird Kevin Smith films. I'm a big fan of, like... Um, Tusk. Tusk to me was just absolutely balmy, but I loved it. Red State was balmy and I loved it. So, then he did... Have you seen Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Uh, no, I haven't. Enjoyable. Not as good as the original. There's a lot mm. of cameos in it. There's a lot of playing into that. The, the premise was really current and interesting. Um, So, it, it was enjoyable. So, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they take Brody and Jason Lee's character from Mallrats into this Twilight of the Mallrats. I think he addressed that. He's gonna. Have, he's got to address the coronavirus in it. He's like, because they were talking about obviously all the malls have shut. He says, "No, I'm a guy that writes films based in malls, and I'm writing a film based in a mall." 
in the current day. He went, so he's, get, he's got to kind of address that situation. Um, it'd be interesting to see if you get characters like Ben Affleck back. Do you think, you know, Batfleck I mean, could make appearances? I mean, they're, they're good friends, so like... Yeah, they are. Possible. They're kind of made up, and he did make a brief appearance in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, but I'd, whether they could get him back again for a Morat sequel. Did you see the original Morats? No, I don't think I have seen Morats. Yeah, I mean, the Kevin Smith, they're all very niche films. You've got to be into that kind of very indie kind of way of filmmaking. Yeah. But I feel, for me, these kind of more mainstream films, if you can say that, from Kevin Smith, I'm having l- not less enjoyment out of them, but I like Kevin Smith when he's batshit crazy Kevin Smith. Like I said, if, if, if you've Where ever... Really been on the cush for a bit too much. Yeah. Kevin Smith just having that kind of no holds barred, I don't care if anybody watches it or not, I'm going to make it because I want to make it. And I like that Kevin Smith. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what Twilight of the Morats has in store. He did also note that he's writing Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. I'm excited. Jaws, but with a moose. How can you not be on board with Jaws with a moose? I'm going to have to be watching movies like with the one with the tyre that blows people's heads up. That was... Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> that was yes, balmy. I, I don't think... It was a French film, wasn't it? Was it? I can't yeah. it was a Fr- that was insane, yeah. that was. The tyre that can kill people. And it's filmed yeah. like... And the audience are what? It's, that's mad. I love these films. I love really obscure films. It like, is your wheelhouse. It is, man. I really, really enjoy these kind of indie films. Like um, Mandy, for me, with, with Nicolas Cage was incredible. Did, have you seen the colour out the colour out of space? The yeah? Colour out of space, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that as well. Again, kind of these kind of smaller production companies taking stuff, yeah. Spec Division and And I, I did Wood. enjoy it. Sometimes they I, don't, I felt like they didn't push it quite far enough with yeah, the Colour yeah, Out of Space, yeah. just in terms of the fact that sometimes also uh Nicolas Cage sometimes flies off the air, flies off the deep end when he should be staying calm and other times stays calm when he should be flying off the end. That's what you get with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, I mean it's out of it's out of sync. He needs to yeah. like, touch get a grip on where he's actually supposed to be going. There's another film that I'm really stoked about. It, like, oh God, I've got to remember what it is. Oh my god, I'm on the spot. Yeah, I do all of these kind of really obscure indie films they're, they're, they're my favourite ones like I said you had Mandy you had like the colour out of space um, Daniel oh what was it Daniel isn't real that's another one Mental like Arnold Schwarzenegger's good looking kid like really weird it's about like a guy who a young lad who has an imaginary friend and then he grows up and the imaginary friend comes back and kind of makes him do things Really weird, really obscure films. So anything that Kevin Smith does, I prefer these kind of absolutely balmy films. And I'm excited for Jaws with a moose. I'm sorry, I don't see how anybody can not be excited for Jaws with a moose. <laughs> I'm just curious how it kills people, man. Well, this is it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna need a bigger boot because it's based in Canada obviously I was going to say everyone is going to speak with really bad stereotypical Canadian and they because apparently he's calling it the Great White Trilogy and there was there was Tusk that was based in Canada and Tusk is brilliant because it's got um, my mind's gone blank again the guy from he does a lot of stuff with Quentin Tarantino he's an older guy but he's passed away unfortunately Um, and hands down Michael Parks hands down one of the best villainous 
characters that I've ever seen in a film. He executes it and puts that much fear in you just from his 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 kind of his dialect and his his monologuing. If you can watch it just for that, watch it for Michael Parks. So when he and then he's got Yoga Hoses, which was the second one with his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter in it. And then this Moose Jaws is supposed to be the third of the trilogy, based in Canada. I am all for it. Jaws with a moose. Jaws with a moose. Jaws with a moose. Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. I'm all excited. And apparently, he's, he's in. The, he's, that's his next project to finish writing because he's just finished Morats, and then he's diving into Moose with the Jaws. Jaws with a moose. Moose with the Jaws. Jaws with Which a moose. Which way around? No one knows. Nobody knows. So yeah, Jaws with a moose. But yeah, so I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of stories coming out, surprisingly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so well, I think... It picked up a little bit. It did, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to aim to get this sorted later this evening. So, it'll be Saturday. We're on Friday today, aren't we? I've lost track. It is Friday. I mean, time is meaningless at this point. Yeah. We so exist I'm... in the endless entropy of quarantine. We do, yeah. This forever ongoing cycle now. Like, nobody knows what date is. So, I'm going to get this sorted. I wake up. I sit around doing the same stuff I do every day. Nice. And then I go to bed. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I think we've got this being uploaded tomorrow. I'm doing a lot more movie reviews. Because, again, every opportunity I get, I'm like, I'm going to do a review. Because I'm diving into doing that every opportunity. So there's a lot more content coming out. Um, we've got another D&D session. Next week. Next it's week, the next, yeah. The United the Dollars. So we'll have another instalment of that coming up. Yeah. I definitely think we should do the Firefly run-through. Dude, I'm up for it. We'll do it. I think over the next couple of weeks, it's definitely something we should talk about and we should get sorted because, I mean, like I said, even if it's doing something like this where on the night we're just coming to blast through an episode. I mean, we could blast through a few, they're not that long. Oh, yeah, I think we definitely, definitely, I think we should. We could both sync up and watch it and then, yeah, yeah I'm all for that. Record our reactions, yep. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here planning for you all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll call it there again, as always. Thank you, guys and girls, for checking us out. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all the usual places. I had eleven thirty-eight. I've put the there's the, in this video below me. There's like the the links to everything. So yeah, you can always check us out on all the social media sites. Keep posted on the YouTube again because there's a lot of content coming out there over the next few weeks because we've got bugger all else to do. So yeah. So why not? <laughs> signing off Thanks, as everyone. all. Yep, signing off as always. Take care. Peace. Peace.